I'm still not Brian. And I'm still not Ginger. I'm Kimmy. And I'm Matt. And welcome back to The Morning After Presents Watch, Watch this. this. We almost got through an intro where we didn't screw it up. I know, almost. Well, you know, 10th time's a charm. Or is yeah. this the 11th? No, this is the 10th week. Congratulations. All right. Not a lot of podcasts celebrate uh, the 10th week, <laughs> but um, not a lot of podcasts have a camera jib. That's right. Whoa. 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 <laughs> We might we might not be the best podcast with a camera jib, but we're the first. Yeah, we're definitely the first. Thanks, yeah. sweet Jeffrey. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, sweet Jeffrey. Maybe just do a little like uh, like a wave on the camera so we know that you're behind it. Oh, like with the camera jib. Uh, that's yeah. all right. Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, it's a lot. Um, welcome back to uh, watch this. Um, the show that takes you through your week in TV. Make sure you, uh, make sure you don't miss a thing. The morning after is about making sure you know you're caught up on. Mm-hmm. Know, the Republican a Republican debate that might have happened last night, the CMA awards that might have happened on the same night in a simultaneously huge actually error on the part of somebody. Yeah, and Hank Williams Jr. showed up, and then Ron Paul showed up. I mean, who do you pick, I can, Ron Paul I don't or know. Hank Williams Jr.? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you watch Fox News, you don't have to choose. You can just That's they'll right. be in uh, succession. They'll be fighting each other. But in the morning, uh, watch this is about making sure you don't miss all that stuff. So you don't have to Google it the next day. You can go to the office proudly and say. Wasn't it crazy that Eric Stone Street sung a Kardashian song on the CMA Awards? Doesn't that sound like a crazy Mad Lib? That nope. does, and that he also played a crazy version of himself, I guess, on American Horror Story, or nothing like himself. <laughs> a crazy, I guess, that's what all actors he really do: is play a crazy movie. version yeah. of themselves. That's what that's what acting is, right? Being yourself, but a crazy, little, a little crazy. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. But we can't do it alone. No, obviously can we? not. You, you again, you have proof that we can't do it alone for the past <laughs> couple minutes. But we have our producer Danielle Evenson, who's here. Hello. And we also have a very special guest. Yes, yeah? we do. Um, you may recognize him from the MTV show Death Valley. Mm-hmm. He can also be seen every Sunday night at the UCB Theater in Los Angeles, a show, uh, The Shitty Jobs. Can we say that? Is that all right? Maybe we just did. Shitty Jobs. Um, you can I'll follow do, him I'll on be, Twitter. Do, do it more time. I'll right. be ready. Shitty Jobs. And you can follow him at Charlie uh, underscore Sanders on Twitter. Please welcome Charlie Sanders, everybody. Yay. What Hello. happens if someone follows Charlie normal at Charlie Sanders normal? Do you... uh, I don't know who that is, but I, um, I, you got there first. <laughs> it won't be as insightful. It will not be as funny. You know, it will it's be more frequent. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> It'd be great if it would be just, more interesting. It, just as much Death Valley stuff for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, that would be funny. <laughs> What's so funny is that I don't. Our children will never have to be like clamor to be the first person You're on Twitter children? or yeah. yeah, me and Charlie's mm-hmm. children. We've known each other for a long time. It's been over a decade at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so your child would be over a decade. Yeah, <laughs> yes. like our podcast, <laughs> over ten years old. Ten, or ten episodes. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, ten episodes. Yeah, but they'll never be the first to have to grab for a Twitter or Facebook uh, handle. Well, if you will. Yeah, what will the opportunity do? to though? Hmm? They'll have yeah. to be like Charlie underscore Sanders underscore underscore yeah in 2012 or, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're going to sound like robots. Like by by putting their birth year into it, they're going to sound to our generation like robots. You know, yeah. like Janie 2012. Like it sounds like a bad Will Smith movie, but it was just the year that uh, future Janie was. I've named your daughter for you. Oh, Janie. thank you, Janie. Janie. I think that sounds good, Charlie. Me and Kimmy have a ten year old daughter named Jamie. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. We do. Where is she right now? School. Prison. Yeah. <laughs> Bad kid. Uh, anyway, to and, uh, get to know our guests even further, um, other than now you know pretty much everything about his Charlie Twitter and I. handle. What yeah. his Twitter handle isn't. We like to talk. We like other to ask what 
you are watching right now? Uh, besides Death Valley, uh-huh. <laughs> Wednesday yeah. Nights at 11. Uh, I'm watching Enlightened on HBO. Mm. It is the most hilarious show I've ever seen. Were you a Mike White fan before? So Mike White's like the screenwriter, you know. The, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of. I wasn't like a huge fan or anything. I knew of and liked Mike White, but the show is just so hilarious. It's like, I feel like that character that Laura Dern plays in it is like someone I've known many times in my life. And I feel like you, Kimmy, you and I would have known many uh, people like this in the theater coming coming up through the theater world. Yes. Uh, but I've never seen a show like about this person, you know, and it is just ridiculously funny. Yeah, it's fantastic. And the ensemble is just Great. Amazing. Yes, our friend Sarah Burns is an amazing, uh, a master of the stri- the poker face on that show. Oh my god, <laughs> she cracks me up so much. Michaela Watkins is on. Oh yeah, it, she's, she's and really Bane good. Gibby, Jason Mendoukas. Bane plays um, the real conservative character uh, uh-huh. in in the basement. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> She's hilarious. That's I forget funny. the name of the character. Yeah, yeah. The, you know the religion, the Christian one. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, she's really funny. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm actually doing a Daily Show and Colbert kind of catch up right now. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, so I just watched about four episodes last night, and they are just kind of killing it right now. You know, it's always around election time that is the most exciting time. Or I think God, election time is now a year. Is now a year away. The things, yeah. <laughs> but I think, you know, they've already started their indecision uh, the best fucking news team in town. I'm sorry, I didn't bleep again. Yeah, I'll warn you next time. I think time. actually nailed the last one yeah. pretty well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I always really enjoy uh, when politics are in the in the headlines. I think shows really thrive, obviously. Mm-hmm. How yeah. about yourself, Matt? Um, I, I moved, so I haven't been watching TV for a week, and I don't know what to do with myself. Oh, man. I don't know what my favorite mm. character is. What should, what should I be catching up on right now? Uh, suggestions? Um... Uh, Death Valley MTV Monday nights. <laughs> okay, I'm not convinced yet. <laughs> more about it. Uh, well. well, we'll get to that when we maybe. Why okay, don't we okay. just jump right into uh, Monday nights? Yeah. November fourteenth. November fourteenth. Now, what we're gonna do is we're gonna give you the top five shows that you should be watching on Monday nights. Let's start it off. Uh, Conan, TBS, 11 p.m. That's right. Still needs your ratings, but it's gonna have LL Cool J and uh, Christian Finnegan. Yeah, and then a 12-year-old toy inventor, which is kind of the first time that I've ever seen them promote like a little child toy inventor. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think it's like... Child Inventor's toy sounds like an onion headline. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Number four, we have Hawaii Five-O. That's right. It's it's gonna be your go-to place to find a a guest star from Lost. Correct. If you you miss Lost, if you're gonna... if you want to see John Locke, if you're going to want to see a minor character, Hawaii Five-0. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Number three, Enlightened on HBO 930. I think we just gave it a ringing endorsement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and number two, Bored to Death, Ted Danson. Uh, your favorite, Matt? Yeah, well, you, right now you have two choices. You can have uh, Dan- Dance in two ways. For your, mm-hmm. top chef, top, for your Top Chef fans, you can now have Dance in two ways. On a plate. There is the uh, CSI version, Yeah. And uh, which is, you know, CSI-ish. Uh, and then there's the delightfully madcap version, which you get on uh, Bored to Death. I vote for Bored to Death. And Mary Steenburgen, his real-life wife, um, is also on this season kind of playing his love interest as well. So, you know, if you like inside Hollywood stuff, that's kind of it. <laughs> and then on the side, you get a little Casey Wilson from Happy Endings. Oh. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. And number one, of course, what is it going to be? Not Jet Death Valley. Death Valley. 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 MTV 11 p.m. Watch it, watch it, watch it. Mm-hmm. Now, Charlie, will you tell us a little bit about 
Death Valley for How did it come about? Because it's, it's such a cool idea. Um, well, uh, Death Valley is the story of the Undead Task Force, also known as the UTF. And uh, the story within the show is that um, uh, all of a sudden in the valley here, the San Fernando Valley, is suddenly overrun with zombies, vampires, and werewolves. And so uh, rather than, like in uh, many other zombie uh, movies and shows where that's the end of the world. LA just deals with it, and uh, sort of part of the kind of like homelessness. Yes, just that. <laughs> right. absolutely. And and part of the comedic premise is the guy that created the show, Spider One, from the band Power Man Five Thousand. Uh, Hold on a second. Oh, yeah, you remember him? I'm remembering like being. In, I remember it being in, like my awkward teenage years and yep. hearing that. Right, so back up to Power Man. Power Man Five Thousand okay. was a band. Like I think that they were around when I was like. I mean, they're still around yeah. now, but when I was like 14, 15. Can you sing, like, sing something from one of their songs? Or um, yell something? I, I wish I could, but okay. I don't remember. <laughs> um, and uh, anyway, so Spider One was the front man of that band. He's also the creator of Death Valley. That's awesome. Yes, and so he lives in the valley, and he thought, oh, since it's the valley, LA would probably just ignore the problem. So they have this <laughs> extremely small LAPD task force, which is us, and we're the ones that are supposed to contain the entire zombie, vampire, and werewolf epidemic in the valley. That's the premise of the show. And Amazing. It's all very heavily improvised. Uh, nope. We got scripts. Uh, we do improv. You know, it's not like Curb Your Enthusiasm or something where it's just a outline. Yeah. We have scripts, but we do we do improv quite a bit. Is it kind? Of, I guess like the the league a little bit. Would you say that? Um, that... I'm pretty sure. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think the league does the Curb Your Enthusiasm style where they just have an outline. Like their dialogue oh. is completely improvised. Whereas we do have written lines that we know. It's more like. At the, you know, we'll do the whole take and then we'll improv a little on the end. Maybe we'll ad lib a line here and there. You kind of have to when you have zombie makeup (laughs) and like. Special effects. You can exactly be like, uh, let's wing it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You got to have some kind of script. And now you play a sheriff on the. show is uh, the word I, I was looking a, for. I play a police officer. Police officer. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I just upgraded you to a sheriff. I like I'm it. I'm really sorry. You played <laughs> well, that's because we were talking about Awful Nice. Stubeck. I play a sheriff in yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I play Officer Joe Stubeck, and so among the UTF, uh, Stubeck's like, well, between me and my partner, uh, Bryce Johnson, who plays Billy, uh, the analogy we used between ourselves when we were shooting, is it, shooting it is it's like uh, it's like Duval and Penn in Colors. Do you remember that movie? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so I'm the Duval and he's the pen. Like, I I want to do everything by the book. I have a family at home. I'm principled and driven by morals, whereas he just wants to, like, get laid and shoot his gun as much as he can. And uh, that's the comedic He's We're each other's comedic foil in that sense. And I'm sure fans would love to know, like, what is a normal day like on set for you guys with all of the special effects, makeup and stuff like that and the action? And Uh, you're shooting in the valley, too, right? I mean, like, you're just out on the street, just whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, one interesting side note, you guys were mentioning where to see the most lost alum. Yes. Uh, We have a lost alum, Tanya Ramon, who plays... uh, She was Ben Linus' daughter. Yeah, yeah, Rousseau's daughter. Oh, Rousseau's daughter. She plays Carlos. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I love meeting people from Lost because you're like, what was it like? (laughs) That's all I can say. (laughs) Did you ask her a million questions about Lost? Were you a Lost fan? Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) I, I... 
I lied my way through some lost conversations <laughs> when everyone was like, you remember that, that, that? Yeah, yeah. You could be like, lying. <laughs> so confusing by the end. I think you pretty much can do that. And it'll make sense. And just you be just like, make anything you, like, like the, so, wait, so the sideways universe in the end was just a collective space that had been created psychically when the bomb went off. Like, that sounds like nonsense. But that was right. like the, oh, by the way, a spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's That's okay. far too late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Did you have to go through any kind of training, like cop training? Yeah, we had Officer Gene on set who was a... Uh, white hair, white mustache, possibly? Um, no mustache, but white hair. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Definitely looked That's like he could have Retired cops in L.A., like if you ever drive by a film shoot, you'll see the guy on the motorcycle, Definitely. white hair, white mustache, you know, That's 15 him. bucks an hour. Yeah. Just... Ladies, too. White hair, white mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Those yeah. are some of our proudest serving <laughs> officers. <laughs> the mustachioed ladies of the LAPD. Um... Sounds like a show. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Tell us about the. the, You had to learn how to handle a gun, I imagine. Yep. Uh, Officer Gene like showed us how to uh, approach a car. There's like certain things you do, like your your gun sight is out and um, how you approach. And he showed us how when you're standing around, you always have some part of your limb is touching your gun in case someone comes to grab it. Basically, Uh, you know, he he gave us that tip that that's something he does. So even if he's leaning here, has his hand on his leg, there's like. A little corner of his arm touching it, some sort of, so you're always in contact with it. And that's really interesting. Yeah, um, I don't know if that's standard or if that was just Officer Gene's thing, but <laughs> he told us that. He has his own rules. Um, did, you, did you guys have the real like firing gu- guns? I, I remember like, someone's told me that like on a film set, there's you know four different levels of like not even a functioning gun, functioning gun that has like the firing pin out, and then there's if you're I guess if, you, if you're firing squid like actual blast, you'll blanks, have yeah. an actual gun with blanks. Like, did you guys have the full range, or what were you guys? We using? had the full range. Yeah, we um, well, uh, we had two different kinds. So like when we shoot people up close, like since we're shooting zombies quite a bit, we shoot people like in the head from like yeah. a foot away or something. Yeah, like, that all must the be kind of scary. Pretty scary, except for those shots we use that we don't have blanks. It's done digitally. So we oh, have yeah. an actual trigger that pulls and the hammer goes. Obviously, it's not loaded with anything. And then the effects are put in digitally for those. When we're shooting from a distance, then we would use blanks. That makes a lot of safer. Sense. Wow. That's mm-hmm. really interesting. And what kind of what are the the scope of weapons that you guys have for the various monsters? We have a bunch of weapons. Um, mm-hmm. We have a regular like standard issue nine millimeter, which is for zombies because mm-hmm. you just have to shoot zombies in the head. Yeah. Um, then we have a I believe strapped somewhere on my chest. I had a, a UV gun, which is for vampires. So it looks kind of <laughs> like a Doctor Who laser gun or something. For sure. And it, <laughs> that shoots UV rays, which in the world of Death Valley you can harness. The UV rays of the sun, put them in yeah, this yeah. gun and shoot a zombie, love and that. shoot a vampire totally. in the face with them. Uh, then we had dart guns for werewolves because werewolves are sort of like uh, in in the sort of uh, uh, bad guy scope of the show. Vampires are like evil; like we want to kill them. Zombies, we have to kill. That there's no other thing you can do. But werewolves, we feel bad for them. It's like. Right. They got yeah. a disease or something. We're supposed to not kill them. We're supposed to try and just capture them. So we have dart, like, uh, knockout Like tranquilizer guns. guns. Tranquilizers, yeah, yes. Yeah. Tranquilizer guns for them. So we got those. <laughs> and uh, forgive me, do you guys have axes ever? Do you have to swing an axe? Um, no axes. We had, like, these little things, like, you know those police batons where oh, yeah, you yeah. loosen like, them and you yeah. go like that? Yeah. And oh, yeah, And yeah. you uh, swing your arm out and that extends the baton, except they're wooden stakes for vampires. Yes, 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 yes. yes. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we have those. I love, uh, I think what's really cool people don't really know is that there's so much attention to detail that mm-hmm. you, 
you, you don't necessarily see on the first, second, or even third try of a television show, especially something like this, when yeah, the right. mythology is so strong, and then yeah. you guys are creating a mythology on top of mythology. That's right, yeah. So you guys have created these kind of interesting yeah, yeah. weapons, and then you have to, there's certain rules to how you kill yep. a vampire, zombie, et cetera, et cetera. Just like we were talking about a little bit earlier, The Walking Dead, you yeah. know, you have to get them in the brain. But yep. I think that's pretty across the yeah, board yeah, zombie, right? Well, yeah, how does it zombie, fit? Yeah. I mean, there, there's such an interesting spectrum. I don't even know what the question is going to be, but just there's such an interesting spectrum right now of supernatural stuff. You have The Walking Dead. Grimm just premiered on NBC. Mm-hmm. Um, Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time. Mm-hmm. Teen Wolf, also on MTV, but a completely different take on sort of the same subject matter. A lot more sex mm-hmm. in <laughs> Teen Wolf. Well, All right, well, uh, you guys have uh, your fair share. Uh, New Girl, the unbelievable world where people don't find Zoe Dash not attractive. <laughs> Terrifying. There is, yeah, yeah. Ew. She's got like symmetrical features. <laughs> so, what was your point? Well, was like, just how, how do you think it fits? Like, when, you, when you're doing it, do you, how do you kind of fit it into that world in your mind? Do you take it 100% seriously that, like, you are in, you know, your character is in The Walking Like, this is it? This is just as serious as The Walking Dead? Or do you have a much, you know, like, yeah, like, how does it fit into that uh, world? Do you mean, like, the acting of it, or do you mean... Just, like, tonally, conceptually, like... No, I think they handle it more like, less like The Walking Dead, where, the, you know, The Walking Dead, there's tremendous gravitas to every second. Whereas we act like, like, I know I just, I love the show Cops, I watch Cops, I just tried to act like one of those cops, and the same way they deal with, like, something pretty crazy is going on, like, oh, there's a... You know, this homeless guy's trying to sleep inside a sewer grate, and they'll be like, okay, buddy, let's go. That's like how we talk to a werewolf, you know? So if they attack you, (laughs) if they attack you, you fight back and stuff. But, you know, we try to take it very much like if we're cops and we deal with this every day. We're used to it, you know, so how would we act? Oh, yeah, that's what I wanted to ask. What are are some of the terms that you guys have kind of created in terms of, like, for calling in to other cops, like, uh, we got a werewolf, which is, oh, like, yeah, you know, yeah. like, a... Um, I can't remember the number W50 codes. Or, we yeah. definitely had those, like, a yeah. 55 is a slow walker zombie. But one, right. one thing we had is there's, that we, that's, I, I think it's new to Death Valley, is slow walkers and fast walkers. So when Spider was conceiving of the show, he took this, you know, there's... 28 Days Later, where the zombies run real fast, yeah, and there's yeah. the more classic Romero, Night of the Living Dead zombie, where they walk slow. Well, in the world of Death Valley, they start fast, and then as they zombie age, they get slower and See, slower See, that's very smart, because that's actually one of my things I was complaining about about The Walking Dead, is that I think this season, a number of things have changed, but they've also, to ramp up the stakes, uh, in the big zombie attack scene in like the first couple episodes, the zombies were running. And the last yeah, year they were walking, too. and I think, but I like the idea though. There's the mythology running dead. That the older you are, the more you're degrading. Yeah, you know, it really was like the running dead for a while. <laughs> like, like, yeah, zombies are, are are not about you know that kind of fear. It's about the just at any second if you drop your guard, you can be in trouble. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, so anyway, tune in uh, MTV 11 p.m. to watch Death Valley. And how many episodes left in this season? Two more next two Mondays. Yeah. Watch it, and then also yeah, catch up with it. And uh, start your Twitter campaign for the next uh, season because yeah, it's going to be amazing. Hashtag. Let's come up with hashtags. Hashtag. You know, so you'd be like, bring back Death Valley. There is one in existence now. I think it's Death Valley second season. Hashtag Death Valley second season. We could do better than that. Yeah. Um, but let's also encourage that one as well. Yeah, Just yeah. to grow that yeah, any, one as well. Any Guys, tweeting. We welcome any and all one. tweeting about Death Valley. <laughs> um, second Life. Nope. That just sounds like a Second Life promo. <laughs> Uh, Charlie Sanders for Sheriff. For Sheriff, oh, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Maybe your character <laughs> will get promoted. Yeah. Next year. Right. Or to the Stubeck county. for Sheriff. Stubeck we'll do that. for Sheriff. <laughs> you heard it here first. I love it. Great. All right. Let's move on.
Moving on to Tuesday. It's a November 18th. Thanksgiving around the corner-ish. You're going to have a lot of awkward conversations. Oh, yeah. Which you can just... Exclusively awkward conversations Mm -hmm. over Thanksgiving. Yeah. So you're going to just want to turn on the television. Maybe you'll watch football. Or if football's not on, we have some ideas for you. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna, yeah, it's very. This is a very important time to know something about. Maybe maybe you don't watch a lot of CBS, but your relatives do. Mm-hmm, it's for more sure. important to know what's going on with CSI. That's right. Uh, and speaking of uh, top eight shows for your mom, number eight is NCIS, that's which is right. in the world of CSI. Yes. NCI, not NCSLA, that's going to be too jarring. That's right. NCIS. Uh, uh, Mad Fashion on Bravo, 10 p.m. With Chris March. That's this week. Uh, they're doing a Marie Antoinette theme. I would just say do not allow your mother to wear those Unless she's outfits. a drag queen, which is Correct. great. Which she probably already owns it. Yeah, uh, right. Parenthood on NBC. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll be glad... Um, for the Friday Night Live fans out there, well, get on board with Parenthood. That's right. Jason Caddams, the uh, the showrunner mm-hmm. of both shows. Uh, number five, Unforgettable. This is actually really interesting because Mary Lou Henner has been consulting on the show because she has the disease that the uh, person, the un- the rememberer, as she we like is to the call real it. life rememberer. They can they can basically recall any uh, moment it, ever. Wow. In, in I bet the, that was helpful on the set of Taxi. Yeah. <laughs> Remember? But they're lying. Danny DeVito. No, I don't no. know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they can remember wow, anything of their entire life, and they can remember what they wore. It's like a, I guess, a slight version of autism, I guess. Wow, you know? high-functioning autism. There's a great yeah. episode of House last season that did an episode about that, but they had a really original take, which was basically that everyone thinks that you're like you'll be a superhero. You know that if you could do that, well, like the show Unforgettable. Mm-hmm. Um, but the premise of House was that it was actually if you could never forget. It was horrible because you could never forgive every you can never forgive anyone, you could never move on. It wouldn't really help you with intelligence that much. So sure. this woman was kind of working. I mean, she did not have the glamorous life. And it was great. It was a really interesting take. So, so do we have I'm gonna interrupt to ask yeah. a scientific question. Yeah, Hopefully. absolutely. Do we all have the capability to remember everything, but we have some function in our brain that blots out things to be like I've Here, read live a I've seen life. whatever that sci fi thing is. Uh-huh. I feel like there's like a there's like a movie that's the premise of that. Yeah. And we all have the potential. Like we only use ten percent of our brains, right. or whatever. Yeah, there must be something that that stops us from remembering everything, yeah. like the ability to let go. You have yeah. to fil- you have to filter. Yeah. yeah, something or maybe. I actually do think that would kind of suck. Maybe. Yeah. To, to remember, remember everything? everything yeah. Oh, yeah. I hate remembering things from childhood. <laughs> I would be a much better person <laughs> if I forgot my thirteen-year-old you know I mean? self. <laughs> <laughs> Just now bring back memories of middle school. I know, I know. Uh, Don't do it. crushing. But let's move on to number four, Covert Affairs, uh, starring Piper Parabo, a USA show, so it's going to have beautiful blue skies, mm-hmm. and it's um, high action and no consequences. It's funny. It reminds me of our number three, Dancing with the Stars, which is low action, high consequences. Absolutely. And uh, number two is Glee, which is a parent favorite. A yeah, just especially this favorite. season. When they, even when they, last week, when they tried to break new ground by having a, you know, like a, a sexy sex episode. episode. Yeah. yeah. And there was no sex in it. Um, so, you know, very parent safe at this point. Yeah, but do check out the Adele tribute. That's right. That Santana and... Amber? Uh... uh Amber Riley. Oh, who right. plays Mercedes? Mercedes. Mercedes, Mercedes, Mercedes. and Santana. Um, Adele, get, get better soon. Please so get Glee better. Can, so you can start singing your own songs again, and Glee doesn't have to do it. And number one, the biggest loser, because maybe you can all just sit around your couch and judge these people <laughs> with your family. Is that good? Probably yeah. What's not. More, what will bring you together more as a family than judging people? And will uh, guest judge or guest coach Apollo Anton Ono. Mm-hmm. I want to call him Hollywood Apollo Anton Ono, because sure. I think... 
you know, as far as athletes, Olympic athletes go with very limited appeal. He's taken, he's it as a sport, speed skater, a sport with a minimum amount of like national appeal, and I think he stretched it into the maximum amount of public of you know public awareness, and that's great. I would like to see zombies on your show in speed skates. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. If we went to like a skating rink where everyone died or something. I know a former zombies. Olympic athlete who'd love a chance to audition for the role. Well, we'd, we'd probably just give it to him. <laughs> We're desperate for <laughs> We'll take any guest stars. You guys can guest star. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, Tuesday have always been kind of a tough day mm. for television, we found. Um, yeah. It's yeah, because the, there's no real identity to it yet, except for NCIS and uh, NCIS LA. It's kind of like a one-hour um, day. So I find that one hours you have to kind of pick and choose maybe two or three a week, or you'll yeah, just get I, yeah, lost. Yeah, there, there's no day where I tune into the network and just watch all three one-hour shows yet. Although I have to say, uh, you, know, you know, ABC's got their own comedy block. I think the Fox comedy block of New Girl and uh, Raising Hope, I still think is, I think it's great. You're absolutely correct. A lot of yeah. NBC fans, I still, I still, it's kind of a weird bias. I think a lot of the NBC Thursday night fans are still slow moving to Fox Tuesdays, for whatever reason. Like if you're a hardcore office community fan, Parks and Rec, I don't hear those people. I hear them talking about happy endings mm-hmm. more than I hear them talking about uh, Raising Hope or New Girl. When I think those shows are really well written, sure. super hilarious. Have you been watching uh, New Girl, that that strange alien show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, New Girl's funny. I actually have watched that. Um, it's good. I, uh, I I agree with I you though. I think it's a little. I, I can't right. get over the idea that people don't think that she is just the cutest thing in the world. Like I mean, they do. It's just yeah. Yeah. Like so far, I'm like, don't change, because like a TV show is about a character changing and evolving over time. Like you're needing to, and I'm like, there's nothing wrong with her. You know, I saw a tweet the um, the other day uh, with uh, that Zooey had tweeted, and it was like her and June Diane Raphael and a couple of other adorable people, and she was like, brown haired girl with bangs <laughs> here on the set of New Girl, and I was like, huh, <laughs> there you go, they're self aware. <laughs> oh, she gets, no, she gets it. Uh, yeah. That dude Lamorne yeah, is mm-hmm. uh, Lamorne Morris is super funny. Yeah, I think that show is really well written. It's just you can. Feel the craft, and I I predict an uh, Emmy for writing nice. for that show. You know how some show like I feel like write, writer awards get them because you can feel the writing, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and yeah. that feel feels like a written show. Well, that, yeah, that's um, Liz Merriweather, mm-hmm. who was part of the I read the term but Fempire. the Fempire, um, and she mm-hmm. wrote the original draft. Well, she wrote um, not Friends, Friends with Benefits, No Strings Attached, No Strings Attached, and the original name of that script was Fuck Buddies. Mm-hmm. And I remember at the time, I think it was on the Hollywood blacklist at the time, which is actually a good thing. Mm. Um, and it's like the, the most talked about scripts of that development season for films. And then I remember everyone was excited about it. And then over time, apparently it got revised a little bit. And then, it, you know, they obviously did not go with the title Fuck Buddies. But um, you can see from New Girl uh, how sharp her voice is. And uh, yeah. maybe come Emmy time, mm-hmm. maybe Modern Family's going to get a run for its money. Well, hey. Ooh. Oh. All right. Shall we move on to Wednesday? Let's do it. All right, shows for Wednesday, That's November right. ranking 16th. Them in terms of, we're ranking them in terms of top guest stars to check out. Starting with number five, Modern Family. Directed by Fred Savage, who is just making his way around yeah, the yeah. ABC. Yeah, he started on cable. He started directing It's Always Sunny. He start, then moved on to Party Down. Now he's broken. He well, did Happy started, Endings. Yeah, he actually started with children's shows for many years before he even got to that. But now Happy Endings, Modern Family, uh, Forced to be Reckoned With. Yeah, that should be good. Um, so now is he going to be in this episode? No, but no, he's going to be guest pure, yeah, directing. Yeah, that, that pure gravitas was worth it. Moving on to. Do you American think Fred Savage could direct a 
Death Valley? Valley? Yeah. We'd love to have him. Great. We'll take anyone. Fred? (laughs) 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 Paulo Antonio is going to direct it. (laughs) Great. Great. Um, uh, Sorry, number four is American Horror Story, which just had Eric Stone Street last week, and this week is having Morris Chestnut. You remember him from the... Boys in the Hood. And you also probably remember him more from uh, Boys in the Hood as well. What, what was the thing you said you remember? He was on uh, V. Uh, oh, V. The, uh, the two season lived. I'm a V purist. Uh, really? I like the original V. I'm a big dork about it. Because our so. other executive producer of the show, Jace, uh, redeveloped V. So if you walk through, I'll show you his office. Also together. love the new no, V. He has all, <laughs> he has all Good. the original stuff, though. We'd love to have Jace the on the show. <laughs> love to have him work on Death Valley. <laughs> Uh, Morris Chestnut, this will be his second appearance. He was on the Halloween Part 1 episode. Number three, we have Law & Order SVU with Natasha Leone, who you also know from American Pie. Mm-hmm. Or also, New Girl. Yeah, she's making, no, she was somebody we said before should have been more, should have became more famous because she was like this. She was Tara Reid's friend in American Pie, and like every like everybody from American Pie became more famous than Tara Reid. Why didn't she take off? Drugs. Drugs, apparently. Like, she almost died a couple years ago. Like, they found her in this loft, like, alone. Natasha Leone did? And she had TB, and she was in the hospital in, uh... She had ICU. TB? Tuberculosis? Yeah. She's wow. crazy. I've never heard I thought of that was, like, gone. Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> she found it. Um, um, so maybe... She got it from... Just like Mary Lou Henner. Go ahead and... <laughs> She's the Mary Lou Henner <laughs> of uh, SVU. She got it from Doc Holliday. <laughs> In oh, no, she had Remember? I'm glad we went to the trouble of looking that up to clarify. Um, all right, let's move on to number two, The Middle, guest With... starring Norm Macdonald. Now, he's going to bring some real edge to this show because this show is very appropriately titled kind of down the middle in terms of comedy. <laughs> but I will say, um, if you're a Norm Macdonald fan, if you're a fan of comedy and you do not listen to what the fuck with Mark Maron every week. Go mm-hmm. listen to that. There's a great Norm McDonald interview. I bore Kimmy with it every couple days. I'm like, remember on Norm McDonald's thing? We're like, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, I think I had a new... <laughs> I, I didn't really know a lot about Norm McDonald. I just knew him as kind of the guy who looked disinterested in doing Weekend Update while he was doing it. But I thought... How old are you? Uh, 26. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Were you a Norm McDonald fan? Sure, yeah, absolutely. I love Dirty World, all this stuff, but like, I didn't know. He's, he was a guy that seemed so kind of like chill that when a comedian, you kind of want to know what someone's neurotic about on some level. You know, you want to know kind of what uh-huh. drives them right. when their persona is so... Like Anthony Jeselnik's other person where you want to know, like, again, you find out through a WTF kind of just what they're about. And right. that made uh, that made it worth it for me. Um, and of course, number one, Up All Night, completing its SNL guest stars with... Molly Shannon. Yay. Yay. Back on NBC after Kath and Kim. Yep, and now ago. she's going to be taking over uh, the seat, a seat, I should say, at the uh, the talk Oh, it's her, it's her and Aisha Tyler. Yeah, who, which... Whoa, weird. Yeah, right? It's it's kind of uh, crazy to see these really smart, funny women on a show like The Talk. Is, Not I, to discount it, but yes, to discount it a little I, bit. I know Aisha Tyler only from Archer mm-hmm. and, and her arc on Friends. Is there another she, thing that she you know was, She's been doing, like, hosting forever. She started on Stand Up, Stand Up on Comedy Central mm-hmm. when it was the Comedy Channel. Do you remember that, Charlie? Uh-uh. She, did, she hosted Stand Up, Stand Up, and then just she was... I do vaguely remember a, that, actually. Yeah, so she... She hosted a, a ton of shows and and was on Friends, right? Mm-hmm. As you did, yeah. you mention that. She, I, I only know her from Friends. It's one of those things where, like, a lot of times when you're young and watching sitcoms, you don't know these people are great comedians. You don't right. know they're amazing stand-ups. Just like, oh yeah, it's the uh, person from Friends. Yeah, now she's got a podcast guy on Girl. And I think she's amazing on Archer. I mean, it's you know for whatever reason, I think she just. Uh, I just want to go. Yup. 
She's another one of those kind of in the class of stand-ups that have been around forever, been doing it, and uh, we're talking about Aisha Tyler, yeah, not, yeah, not Molly well, Shannon. Actually, well, <laughs> but Molly I, Shannon reminded me of something. Um, there's a lot of things. Right now, there's kind of a resurgence, a resurgence of a certain generation of SNL people. Chris, um, Anna Gasteyer joining uh, Suburgatory, Chris Parnell popping up everywhere, Molly Shannon, all these amazing people. Let's go down a little bit. If you want to just brainstorm a couple like people from SNL we love that we want to see a little bit more of again. Um, sure. I'm trying to think of the other. Uh, Jack and Jill has just come out, and of course, uh, Tim Meadows. Oh, it, I was just about to say that. Tim Meadows. I always love Tim Meadows. I Tim, love Meadows. Tim Meadows. What was his sitcom? Because all these people are notorious for they leave SNL, they do one show, usually on NBC. Yeah. <laughs> and then it usually fails. Yes. So Tim Meadows. We want to see a little bit more Tim Meadows. Who else? Chris Kattan? No. No, I don't really? think so. No. So definite. No, sure I think maybe there's an SNL divide here because yeah. you don't like Norm Macdonald. As a Lebanese you American, like Chris Kattan. <laughs> As a proud Lebanese? Lebanese American, I know who the other Lebanese Americans in me are. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like think it was McDonald's. after the Tracy Morgan book that I kind of was like Chris Kattan and Sherry Terry kind of got on my personal shit list. Oh, like, what did Sherry Terry do? Because she was the other person I was going to mention. No, they just seem like uh, they seem like they weren't very nice. Not. That, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I got to read that. That's I the love Tracy the idea Morgan of Sherry O'Terry yeah. having an attitude. You know, mm-hmm. like, can she? How can she have an attitude? She's like, <laughs> isn't that how it works though? Like the tiniest dog, so he's not to bark the loudest. Dog, but yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who else? Who else? Give me some SNLs. We, we, um, uh, you said him already, but I always thought Chris Parnell was just yeah. ridiculously hilarious. Do- as Doctor Spichemin. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, not enough. You don't see enough of him. Was on Archer and Walter. I guess. Uh, and I guess he's on um, Suburgatory as well, right? Isn't Garrett Morris on Two Broke Girls? Garrett yeah. Morris is on Two Broke Girls. That's an old school SNL. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, you could do uh, maybe see Jane Curtin back uh, from. Not <laughs> only be cool. I think oh, Third Rock from the Sun proved that we could see uh, Jane was more than an ignorant slut. <laughs> I hope I'm thinking of the right person. No, you got it. You got it. Yeah, because we got Chevy Chase on Community, and uh, who else was I just thinking of? Who's doing? Oh, Anna Gasteyer, also mm-hmm. on Suburgatory. Mm-hmm. Jay Moore pops up a lot. Jay Moore is something wow, you little of... known SNL. Uh... Yeah, right. He, he was um, Chris Elliott. Um, had, I, I, Chris Elliott had a sitcom for. I feel like he did the one season thing, and now he's just proud father of Abby Elliott. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Uh, they, what, oh. Let's think of let's see generations. Maybe that'll help focus us a little bit. There's, There's a, like the Mike Myers, Dana Carvey. Dana oh, Carvey would yeah. be nice to have back. I hear he's possibly taking over for Regis. That's the rumor. Oh yeah. But Whoa, I also think really? he's just known for having a really good Regis impression. Mm-hmm. I grouped them together because they were both on the Larry Sanders show, like within an episode of each other, like towards the last season. So, and I think they did like a bit about him doing an impression of Regis. In my, so for my mind. That's why I think that that makes sense. And I hope that whoever planned that was like, let's just get somebody who's known for doing an impression of Regis. <laughs> Even if they could, they could not so be more different. So keep going. Because what, what um, we, we grew up... There was no click to this bottle. Did you guys poison it? Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, buddy. We were, at least we were honest with him. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what uh, generation did you grow up with? And I think this is something to post to the fans, too. Well, I grew up with a, a bunch of generations because at the time, um, when I was like in high school... It was an amazing time because Comedy Central was playing nothing but SNL reruns. E was playing, like, Comedy Central was playing stuff from the 90s. E was playing stuff from the most current seasons. Mm-hmm. So, like, at one time, you could watch SNL whenever you wanted. Yeah. Wow. And those totally. were the good years. So I feel like, for that reason, I'm well-versed in everything. But, yeah, I, I think we should limit it to kind of, like, 95 to the present or, like, 92 or 3 to the present. 
in terms because like they're the, they're the people most likely to get their own network. Well, like, I was just curious time. because it, it it is interesting how people can define themselves by who the cast was of SNL at the time of them growing yeah. up. So we started it's like off. Who was president when you were growing yes, up? Yes, it is. It well, kind of is. Because they were playing the president at the time. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's such a big reason why I got into comedy was watching like Wayne's World. Yeah, <laughs> and just yeah, do, yeah, totally. And, um, totally. And Mike, I mean, Mike Myers, man, I used to do t- all of his, do my high school presentations as Mike Myers uh-huh. characters. Dude, so did I. <laughs> in, in, uh, that's so funny. In sixth grade, me and these two friends hosted the talent show, and our opening sketch was called Chuck's World, and it was just exactly Wayne's World, but with my name instead. That reminds me of Party the on, we, Chuck. Yeah, Party on like, Chuck. We, like, acted like Wayne and Garth. You know, you, you know that scene in Squid and the Whale when he just plays a um, uh, Pink Floyd song? And that it's his. Uh, I forgot that part. He he just plays like I probably he plays "Wish You Were Here" or something, and he just goes, "I wrote this song." <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, "Great!" Like it's Chuck World. <laughs> what was the other one? Oh, Coffee Talk. I did a, a oh, whole yeah. presentation uh, of, of Coffee Talk for uh, might have been um, the Catcher in the Rye. Uh-huh. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna guess that. Probably <laughs> Catcher in the, the, the Rye presentation as co- Coffee Talk. Let's talk. <laughs> All right. Well, let's. Uh, uh, is there a particular? Uh, I just want to say, just on Wednesday, watch Top Chef Texas. I'm really enjoying it's it. So good. By the way, I have to say, did you watch the uh, at the end of the second episode? Did you watch the coming up on this season? I did. It looked amazing. You, it looked amazing, except for there was a part when they cut to a snakes in a tank, and Padma's going, "You've got to. I want to see some motherfucking snakes on this on some motherfucking, motherfucking plates." <laughs> and you're like, and the way she something about the way she said it. Was like she didn't. No one had told her what it was a reference to, and she was like, "You know, it was something really weird about it. Like she just didn't know about that movie or whatever." But I'm like, "Come on, Top Chef." Other than that, Top Chef looks amazing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, moving on to Thursday, Thursday, November seventeenth. First of all, happy birthday, grandfather. Oh, yeah. that's nice. Yeah. Happy birthday. Uh, and um, oh wait, well, <laughs> yeah. Really embarrassing. What? My mom's birthday is November sixteenth, and my dad's birthday is November seventeenth. Oh. And you just reminded me of that. <laughs> We'll um, dub it in later. Yeah, we'll, okay. we'll dub it in. I'll just do it on the fly right now. Happy birthday, Mom. Happy birthday, Great. Mary. Number one Facebook fan <laughs> of the morning <laughs> yeah. after. Absolutely. All right. All right. Do you want to help us read some of these, Charlie? Didn't I meet your mom once? You sure did. She came to New York, or did we meet her on tour? Uh, I, think I think her and your sister mother. were in New York. Yes, they came to and New we York. we went to that bar we used to go to down from Chicago City Limits. Yeah, it was on First some, Avenue. Like a, I think it had like an Irish name. Yeah, it was some crappy Excellent bar. chicken wings, if I recall. Mm. Yep, and uh, I was I was eating lots of chicken at the time. <laughs> <laughs> a chicken face. My sister yeah, was like protein. 18 or 19, so right. she technically couldn't be at the bar, but she looks <laughs> older than I do. Oh, yeah. Not anymore, but uh, <laughs> but she, she looked older than I did at the time. Uh, totally. And I stayed at your mom's house yes, in Minnesota that's right. mm-hmm. on tour. Mm-hmm. Oh, boys. Oh, the memories. Chicago City Limits. Oh, yeah, those are the days. All right, so why don't we, we'll, we'll all trade off here because these are top eight comedies to watch. And there's plenty of comedy on Thursdays. Yeah, more, to, more than enough to choose from. So we're going to start, I'll start off here with number eight, which is Good Vibes, which is the new MTV cartoon. If you haven't been keeping up, the animation is really, really cute. I don't think I've seen and, this. What's the premise? And uh, it's about two surfer dudes okay. uh, just trying to make it through the beach, man. You know, it. It's like very much into old scene, school sure. kind of 60s uh, beach vibe to it. It's fun. It's a, it's a lot of fun, a lot of surfing, and then dirty jokes. Very cool. Moving Charlie. To... Hey. You want to <laughs> read number seven for us? Oh, sure, yes. Seven is The Office, NBC at 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to boringly read what you read. <laughs> Andy hopes to inspire. Should I read this part? Sure. Why not? 
Andy hopes to inspire and motivate the group. It's funny because it's the opposite of what Andy's doing. To Gettysburg. <laughs> Some Ooh, staffers Gettysburg. remain at the office, and Robert California tasks them to hatch the company's next big idea. Wow. Have you been keeping up with the office at all? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I like uh, James Spader on there. I heard an interesting fact about James Spader. He won't talk about any. He'll, he will talk about any movie. He will not talk about Pretty in Pink. It was an interesting. That's interesting. Weekly. Why? He, he won't say. Just like here's the thing: if he will not talk about Pretty in Pink. Was that like his first big thing or something? I don't know. Maybe he just got sick and tired of talking about it with people. Yeah. Which means that you can ask him, I guess, whatever dirty questions you want about Secretary, and he will answer them. Right. <laughs> but as long as uh, no pretty in pink. Moving he was on. he in Sex, Lies, and Videotape? Oh. Yes. 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 So he'll talk about that. Uh-huh. The day is <laughs> long. Not pretty no in pretty pink. in pink. Um, right. uh, then we have uh, Big Bang Theory, CBS, 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Which is, again, we would recommend for your Thanksgiving viewing. Just get yourself all caught up. Uh, when mm-hmm. Jim Parsons wins an Emmy for Best Actor again next year, yeah. tune in so now you can understand why he won over somebody from your favorite comedy. <laughs> he always um, wins. He always wins. Uh, best two years actor. in a row, three years in a row. I think it's two. At least two years in a row for Emmy. Yeah, and it was kind of a bummer because uh, everybody was kind of predicting Steve Carell would win, uh, yeah. But, yeah. but he did not. I'll say this. Uh-huh. Um, I won't say anything about Big Bang Theory. I have not watched a lot of it, mm-hmm. but I just think that from what I have seen – no matter how well he plays his character, it's not complex enough to beat out every two years in a row some people who pulled out some really complex... You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he, the character's just not... Uh, there's not enough there, I think, to win two Emmys in a row. Not really sure how he differentiates from a lot of the other characters on that show. Yeah. <laughs> and, and by the way, that's something I'd say about a lot of... Sh- you know, like, I think... Absolutely. Yeah, I think Jim... I, you know, I think John Krasinski's amazing on The Office, but he would, he, he'd be hard-pressed for him to beat Alec Baldwin... Mm-hmm. You know, necessarily mm-hmm. or deep. Girl. I don't know. So I feel bad about making fun of the Big Bang Theory, so, but so no, we'll move on. We'll move on to number five, something that we we all uh, appreciate, which is Community NBC, eight p.m. Dean Pelton directs a commercial starring the study group and a collection of school's most colorful characters. Now, this is interesting because uh, on uh, the middle, Norm Macdonald, Frank, and Sue are they're casting a Community Theater of the Wizard of Oz. Seems to be a lot of like people. Go, like the, reaching out in the, the Guffman the, spirit, yeah. A little the, the community theater, yeah. And even I would say a trip to Gettysburg is kind of feels like the, to we're gonna we're gonna do much. something as a community, you know, right, right. <laughs> a community. Through and through. Really glad to see Jim Rash promoted to series regular this year. Who plays Dean Pelton? Oh yeah, um, a groundling for many years, just an amazingly funny gentleman who I think I think is becoming one of the cons- consistently best parts of that show. Absolutely. My one critique of um, Alan Gregory was that the main character was a lot like Dean Pelton. The, uh, his father, his, one of his two fathers. Alan Gregory looks exactly father. like Jim Rash. He looks exactly like, it's so, it's so bizarre. And it's voiced by French Stewart. Mm-hmm. Um, again, third rock from the sun, mm-hmm. coming back. Coming back. It's, it's the center of Hollywood. You know, it's just like a cl- it's like classes of people that were on great TV shows just all rise again. <laughs> like, um, I'm looking forward to Death Valley in 10 years, oh, you know, yes. when you guys Me are just too. like, People dominating say, people every which single Death Valley show. characters do you want to see now back on and yeah. you know, right. come and they'll be right. like Sherry O'Terry's bitch <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, moving on to It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia Mac who's still fat this season claims that the gang uh, made him fat well that's kind of ridiculous I, I, you, guys, you guys checking in this season I loved this show I, I don't not love it now but I just haven't watched it in two seasons and so if, if you guys watch I'm always curious to pick people's brains on whether or not I should catch up really quickly one that I haven't been keeping up on it's always sunny. But again, yeah. great interview with um, Charlie Day and uh, the actor who plays Dennis, whose name is... 
Everyone kind of knows the story of the show. Oh, they made like up the pod on their own, but they actually go into it in more depth. And you, there's a little bit, there's some more layers to the story. So, if you're a fan, I check that out. Uh, three, two, and one got Beavis and Butthead Boom. on MTV, Parks and Rec, NBC, and The League on FX. I love Beavis and Butthead. Do you guys like it? Love Beavis and Butthead. I loved it when I was a kid, and then I love the now movie. I love it again. And the movie's great. We were King, I'm, I loved King of the Hill. Actually, it was because I'm younger. I loved King of the Hill. Uh-huh. And then I had that moment of like, really? That's I mean, once you realize that it's the same animation, it's not that weird that it's Mike Judge. But I love King of the Hill. It's weirdly different and weirdly the same. Yep. Yeah, Mike Judge has like a very specific kind of humor. Yeah. Uh, you would think that he would be some like jerk because his comedy is so kind of brash and right, rough. Right, right. But he's actually a really intelligent, well-spoken dude. Yeah, who, like, yeah, yeah. Did four, I think four or five seasons of Beavis and Butthead and was like, I don't want to, you know, I don't, I don't yeah, want to kill this. Right. I feel like at the time it could have just gone on forever. Right. Totally. Now, have you been watching the new Beavis and Butthead? Yeah. And what do you think of like the new way that they're dealing with uh, media? And- I love it. I mean, it's basically the old way. It's just yeah. new stuff in there. Uh, yeah, I love it because I, I just love that it's basically the same show I loved when I was a kid, and they just all they updated was the clips they watch on TV. Shows right, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> shows that. This is my next category of things. Shows from your childhood. Um, that could that you'd want to come see come back exactly as they were like shows that you think could that that have ended that could just come right back. So obviously Friends could not, for example, Friends could not just come right back mm-hmm. again. Um, I would say Small Wonder. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Small Wonder. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I would totally love for that show to come back. I I feel like. Uh, Kristen Shaw could be the small wonder. Or <laughs> totally. I think her and Kurt had a pitch like that, and I was like, oh, what if it was like small wonder? That'd be amazing. I hear rumblings that the state is going to do, the state who's been performing live at tributes to themselves recently, that they're going to do something taped again. There's going to be some more state. Is that something that you guys would be interested in? Yeah, I like the state. Always. I feel like That's they're cool. everywhere. So I'm I would love to, for them to in my come mind back I'm together. actually limiting this to MTV shows from a certain era but <laughs> but are there shows I mean like are there sitcoms you think that could come back or things that you'd want to uh, oh and Living Colors coming back yeah correct you're right yeah. is that going to be a season or a special do we know any more about that I think they're that? doing some specials I heard a special I, that's really smart if they do a couple specials and then they'll probably it'll get picked up I uh, used to watch like really weird TV when I was a kid I, I watched sitcoms and stuff like we always watched Cheers but me and my brother would like VHS tape the made for TV Alamo week long <laughs> two 10 hour miniseries because <laughs> it was like about cowboys and yeah. shit. And, and we'd, That's you know, awesome. <laughs> we'd watch that over and over again. So I have a lot of weird TV stuff. Like bring that back. That. Did you ever watch Mr. Boogity? <laughs> Mr. Boogity, that rings a bell, but I. It was an it. ABC Family movie about this dad. Who got like basically possessed by a spirit, Mr. Boogity, and and he would come around and be like boogity boogity boo. Uh, this sounds like a pitch for a new HBO show about a dad who gets possessed, but he's like totally normal and he's just like functioning as a dad. He's just possessed by a demon, <laughs> and they have to get rid of Mr. Yeah. Boogity. It is just the best, and I wish that I could find. It. I had it on beta. Yeah, and I could. So many weird shows like that. I remember from being a kid. Did you ever see um, Silver Bullet? 
No. The werewolf movie so. with Gary Busey, and there's a kid in a wheelchair that has to fight a werewolf. <laughs> so the kid in the wheelchair has to fight a werewolf? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Has Busey always been a little bit crazy, or did I feel like, or is it something happened? I feel uh, like he was the same back then. He was like, get, a, get that werewolf kid, you know? <laughs> and then he showed him his dick, like he did well, on um, Apprentice. Oh. He famously, um, and they blurted it out, but he famously was walking around with his uh, schmeckle out. Oh. Really? As we, as we, as we <laughs> Lebanese say. call it. Uh. <laughs> Lebanese, as we say on Coffee Talk. All right, let's move on to the weekend here. That's right. So we have Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, uh, the top reasons to stay in and tune in this weekend. That's right. Ignore your friends. Ignore your family. Mm-hmm. Ignore... The crisp winter sunshine. Also, save a little bit of money because you're going to have to fly back home. Uh, So stay in this weekend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so number eight, we have uh, Next Iron Chef, Super Chefs. I'm obsessed with this for a couple reasons. Everyone knows Top Chef Masters on Bravo sucked last season. It's because they ran out of Masters. So uh, Food Network has gone out. They've gotten the most recognizable people from Food Network. Robert Irvine, Ann Burrell, Alex Gornicelli. I obviously am really into food shows. Um, and they're competing. So it's like I think when it comes to like, these really are the best television chefs you're ever going to get. And Kevin Nealon, and that's another <laughs> SNL gentleman. There from you go. Talking about, Asking uh, you shall receive. Who already mm-hmm. had his comeback on Weeds, I think. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Saw a stand-up recently. It's amazing. Anyway, uh, yeah, he'll be guest judging. So this is a must-check-out Sunday nights. Maybe because he was on Weeds, he's... Ate all the time and all right. Too far. <laughs> anyway, number seven is Boss Kelsey Grammer's big uh, comeback as this? not Frasier. What I, I like Have it. You guys seen it? It's real dark. It sounds interesting. It's real intense. It sounds interesting. I haven't seen um, it. It's a uh, the pilot was directed by um, we uh, Gus Van Sant. This mm-hmm. is like first TV thing. I, I really liked it. Um, I was I'm a little bit behind now and I heard the ratings just drop fell off. So it's kind of good news, bad news. They actually picked it up for a second season before it premiered. But it, I was bummed to hear that people have kind of fell off it. So mm-hmm. I, I hope mm-hmm. that it kind of maintains the quality. But you won't think he's Frasier. The biggest uh, compliment you can give it is you watch it and you aren't thinking Frasier. Yeah. Right. I feel like a lot of television has lost ratings. I'm not sure why. Mm-hmm. Right after baseball, it kind of all went down. Maybe mm-hmm. people, people have... People uh, DVR. People expect to catch up on stuff. Uh, yeah. They start spending time they, with I their like families. literally never watch anything when it's on. I <laughs> yeah. All, all DVR. It's, yeah. All right. And number six, The Walking Dead. We're going to put a pin in that because we're going to talk more about that uh, yeah. after this. Number five, Chuck with David Koechner and uh, Catherine Dent. David Koechner, you know, from Anchorman mm-hmm. more recently and is also... The Office. A, yeah. And off SNL, The Office. One season. Mm-hmm. One season of SNL and a hilarious comedian. Uh, the Good Wife, a well-loved show around here. Uh, Things are really heating up right now. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a show that's equal parts uh, procedural and it's equal parts human drama. And uh, you know, if you if you've tuned in at any point, you know Alicia and Will have a little romance going on uh, on the side, and it's everything's really coming to a head. So. And Alan Cumming just took over the Facebook page last Alan week. Alan Cumming is delightful. Delightful. <laughs> you forget how crazy he is when you watch the show because he's playing this very reserved uh, campaign manager, kind of a Rahm Emanuel sort of thing. You um, forget that he was in Cabaret. You forget that he's super, super gay. <laughs> sure. Yeah, you know. You also forget he was Nightcrawler. <laughs> Hello. All right. Uh, number three, Saturday Night Live, Saturday at eleven thirty p.m. with Jason Segal or Segal. God, it's spelled Steven Segal's son. Steven Segal's son, Jason Segal, Steven, Jason Segal. Uh, That's okay. You know, he's not popular anyway. No, who's uh, that guy? Uh, number two, the two thousand eleven American Music Awards. The AMAs, I think they're called. I've heard them called <laughs> the old once. AMAs. I guess uh, if you're a real big fan it, of award shows, is the AMAs the People's Choice of the Music World? You know, like how does that fall into the 
the AMAs are to the Grammys as uh, blank are to the Oscars. To the it, the Golden Globes. Golden Globes. That's nice. Maybe I would say that I would compare this to maybe the Country Music Awards. Maybe just because mm-hmm. <laughs> there's American Music Awards and Country Music Awards. Okay. And I guess yeah, there's like MTV just had their European Awards. I guess America was like we have an award show too. Isn't Justin Bieber Canadian? <laughs> yes. Shut up. <laughs> We've annexed him. <laughs> more accurately, he's annexed us, I think. Uh, if you've seen his Christmas video. Like you would be surprised how many Canadians are in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. yeah no, it's you. insane. Everybody comes from Canada because they all had their own TV shows in Canada. Yeah. And then come to America and say, look what I did. And they're like, great, let's hire you. Yep. <laughs> uh, which leads us, of course, to uh, an American treasure, an all-American treasure, somebody who's been with us for so long. We actually don't know how old... This person truly is. It is Regis Philbin's last show. Of course, all uh, all week he will have had uh, they will have had guests and pulling out the stops. But uh, the, that Friday is going to be Regis's last show. Regis's last show. He actually predates any Saturday Night Live cast, so he doesn't have one that he grew up with. No, I don't know. <laughs> um, are you guys have to see him go? Because I feel like this is in many ways no one really has skin in the game. I don't think we watch anyone here watches Regis religiously. Nope. But I kind of want him there. You want, I want to know that he's. Um, I like him and Dave Letterman's like faux feud. They have because yeah. I watched Letterman, and uh, he's always like talking shit about Regis. There was a great 9-11 on his first. He's uh, going to be on Regis, by the way. Oh, yes. Uh, this, this week, yeah. The on uh, Letterman's first show back, I think the first joke he told was basically making uh, from 9-11 was making fun of Regis. Yes. <laughs> he's like, Regis is going to come. And then Regis is going to come out in a couple seconds because we got to make fun of something. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. So, you know, he's. I feel like Regis isn't going to go away, though. No, I mean, he we'll hosted Millionaire. We'll time with June. Yeah. Is that his wife, June? I don't remember. Madge? Yeah. Sure, Neither. that sounds great. Yeah, uh, I think uh, it'll be it'll be weird without Regis kind of in uh, on every day of the week. But I think it's good. I think it's time. It's always good to move on, you know. When and it'll be it'll be great. And he'll he'll go off and write books and do book tours. And kids won't know about it. But soon though, kids won't know about Regis. They'll just know about Kelly and blank Kelly and Mario. Yeah, Lopez. And who do you think is going to take over? For Regis, so we'll probably already know by the time this airs. <laughs> Billy Crystal. No, Eddie, Eddie Murphy and then Billy Crystal when he drops out. Yeah. Hey. hey. All right, and then uh, the, the weekend releases, we got Happy Feet 2, The Twilight Saga, Breaking Dawn Part 1. I know, Charlie, you are just chomping. Just dying for that movie. I know. And then Carnage with Jody, with an amazing cast, that, and I know nothing about the movie. Jodie Foster, Kate Winslet, John C. Riley, and Christoph Waltz. Now, is this based on the play? Yeah. Yes. And oh, the, directed the play. By, I, saw, um, I saw the play. Directed by, uh, what's his name, who can't come back to the country because of stuff he did. Polanski. Polanski. Robin Polanski. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, you, you know, you'll, so you'll know that it was filmed in Europe and have so, an American yeah. film. This is an Oscar film for sure. Yeah. This is a comedy. I mean, it's a, it's a very, you wouldn't know it from the title of it. But this is or a, the director of it, or the actors in it. But it's a comedy. <laughs> and it was made. I mean, the play is obviously older, but uh, most recently they did the film because of the, the successful run of James Gandolfini, mm. Jeff, Marsha Gay Harden, Jeff Daniels, Jeff Daniels um, from, oh, and oh, a fourth Davis. person, Glenn Howerton. No. As the female role. That should be great. Uh, Charlie, as our resident um, supernatural expert, yes. I'm going to have to ask you a question about Twilight. Yeah, please do. Which is that I've only seen one of the movies. I assume everyone here knows something about them. It seems to me that Taylor Lautner, it seems to me that Edward won her heart. I think they, like, I saw that they're married now. 
I think she's having the baby. So what is like Taylor Lautner doing in these movies now? That I think Team Edward won pretty resoundingly. You know what I mean? I have no idea what his part in these movies are anymore. Well, I've never seen a single one. Okay. Um, Taylor Lautner's the werewolf, I assume. Yep. yep. Absolutely. Uh, so he would be Jacob. Yep. 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 Okay, I know that much. And so now you're saying that Edward, who's the vampire, I believe they got married. He and yeah, the, they he, totally got, they got married. They got married last. Didn't the girl turn out to be a fairy or something, or was that? I think in True Blood. That's True, true Blood. Blood. Yeah. Um, Understandable mistake. This is. <laughs> I would love to hear you talk about Twilight in your character at some point. <laughs> just bust up. It's that so way. unrealistic, man. <laughs> yeah. He would, would not great. just turn into a vampire on there a. There is Tuesday a true. We do have a True Blood joke in uh, Death Valley. Tell it to us. Uh, I don't think it's aired yet. Oh. So I don't want to give it. I can't remember if it happened yet or not. But there's I like a, the idea. But do all the joke. is it is is uh, Death Valley set like in the modern era where all these movies exist? So there would be mm-hmm. people talk like, people talk about Teen Wolf. And yeah, it's now. I mean, yeah. we don't reference Teen Wolf. The only the only real pop culture monster thing we reference is True Blood. And one one episode, there's a joke about True Blood. Um, but uh, yeah, it's supposed to just be like now, you know, nowadays. All that so you stuff would exists. you would have watched yeah. Twilight, even though your character definitely would have not watched Twilight, but maybe with his uh, wife. Yeah, maybe like his kid. Like my character has, I believe, a five and seven year old oh, daughter, yeah, yeah, so yeah. they probably watch Twilight. I would yeah. guess. There is a funny article in the New York Times about women who've gotten their husbands into Twilight, mm-hmm. and, the, and just like all these different testimonials from these dudes who are just you know like at a certain point being like, I get it. There's action. My wife really likes it, <laughs> and like these people didn't have kids either. Um, look that up. Just search uh, New York Times Twilight. Hey. Well, I think that's going to do it for us. Um, Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Charlie Sanders. You can check him out every Monday at 11 p.m. on MTV Death Valley. I'm guessing anytime on MTV.com. That's right. That's right. Watch it. Tweet about it. Hashtag uh, Sheriff. No. Stubeck for Sheriff. (laughs) Also the real hashtag, which was... I think it's like Death Valley second season. There we go. A little bit more direct, a little bit more helpful. Something like that. Yeah. Follow Charlie on Twitter. We'd like to thank everyone here at The Morning After. Um, Our producer, Danielle Evenson. Our associate producer, Sweet Jeff Muir. Sweet Jeff. Mm -hmm. Um, You can check out, of course, The Mothership, The Morning After, every day, uh, Monday through Friday. Not every day, every weekday, Monday through Friday, on Hulu, which is on the front page. Um, You can check us out anytime on our Facebook page. Yep. Like us and get a lot more. Like us and then you'll love us. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. New slogan. Uh, that's Kimmy Gatewood. That's Matt Vassalero. Uh, we'll and see. happy birthday, everybody, this week. <laughs> oh, that's thing. And happy generic, birthday to everyone. Blanket happy birthday to everyone this week. Uh, and we'll see you next week when we will then uh, blanket happy birthday everyone from next week. See you then. Bye.